You're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Before we kick this week's show off, I just want to thank everyone who tuned in to the Unsigned Chat Live over on Instagram on Monday, where I was chatting to Katie Kittermaster about all things music, touring with Boys Life, and also touring with Lucy Spraggan, amongst other things. Please tune in every Monday at 8pm UK time over on Instagram, where I'll be chatting to amazing unsigned artists. So now let's jump straight into the podcast. This week I'm joined on the show, as usual, by my co-host, Jaina Jennings. So, Jaina, how are you? Hey, Matt. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I think the live stream went well. It was okay, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you had a good guess. She she gave you good answers, so I think I think it looked I think it worked out. Thank you, Jaina. Aw, well, you were also a great host, so it was good. Thanks. So, yeah, so I've got I've got um, Rue on Monday. She's nice. going to join, and the following Monday, I have bagged uh, Jamie Alimarad. Nice. So I'm looking forward to those two as well. Yeah, they so, always do good interviews. They do. Jamie's podcast went really well, and Rue, every time she's been on, has been a delight. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. So we were having Shane, weren't we, on the show? Shane Lamand. Yeah, I'm excited. We, yeah, I am too. Um, we reviewed his music. Uh, wasn't the last... Was it the last podcast? Might have been the last podcast, or the one before we reviewed. Um, and we had a couple of questions that we wanted to get some answers to, and he was like, let's do a podcast, and I can answer some of the questions y'all brought up in the interview. And I was like, fantastic idea. Come on. Come on and answer the questions. How was your uh, walk yesterday? Enjoy it? I did. I've been enjoying my quarantine walks. That one was the first one I actually left my house for. Why, do you normally just walk around inside your house? No, I mean, like, left my property. Oh, right, okay. And um, my friend Leah said, do you want to walk at this semi-empty park? And I was like, as long as you stay six feet away from me. Uh, She plays guitar and sings, and I have never seen it or heard it, but I'm sure it's amazing. How do you think the music scene look then, sort of post-lockdown? I am not sure. I, I see it being completely different because of how informal everything has become in a lot of ways. Um, and kind of like how much more free things have become. <laughs> so I, I, I find it interesting just like, you know, all these big musicians going live on Instagram and all you have to do is like, you can just sit there and watch it. And, um, so I'm, I think that the future of music will entail a little bit more of um, that type of thing, like, like informal, really casual watch, like free stuff. So it's going to be a lot harder to get people to actually go to concerts, especially with the fear that has been instilled in people like avoid crowds, because I don't feel like people are going to say like are going to get like, I feel like a couple people like a few like a select group of people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, I can go back into crowds. But I feel like a lot of other people are going to be more like, yeah, I'm not going to a big crowd. I don't want to get sick even after Corona starts dying out, if it does. I feel like it's going to leave a lot of people affected in a negative way. And I don't know if people will be able to go to concerts, like, 
economically how that how that's going to affect being able to put on concerts and how many people will actually show up so i'm just interested to see and if that's actually going to continue yeah it's, it's going to be certainly challenging i think isn't it but I, th- I think you're right there'll be mm-hmm. a portion of society even here that will go out like nothing's happened and then there'll be others that'll be like no we're not sort of risking that so it's certainly going to be very interesting like a group of older people are just going to be like they're not going to get over how scary this was because for you know what i've noticed about my friends is like my people my age are like oh well, we're not scared of it we're just going to keep going out and then they call me on the phone and they're like my mom's really scared about this she can't get over it and my grandma is really scared and i think like you know it just is a matter of how much you're at risk in a lot of ways so I feel like for for people who are at a higher risk there's just they're not going to come back from the fear of getting sick yeah it's uh it's going to be quite surreal isn't it I think afterwards we're going to see a lot of masks for the rest of our lives (laughs) in my like in what I in my opinion no I think you could be right you could be right I think even when you look at like sort of air travel I think that'll probably take Certainly over here, it will take a few years to recover. I don't think people are going to want to sit in yeah. close proximity to other people and in such a confined space. I don't feel like coffee shops are going to... I mean, I'm not sure about it, but I don't know if coffee shops will want to hire musicians for a while because of... Um, like They're just mostly just locally owned small businesses that have really suffered by having to stay closed. Yeah. And if people don't want to go sit in a place to the point where like if it's a group of people they're not going to go in anywhere i feel like for a long time there's not going to be any gigs or shows in a coffee shop just because of like how hard it would be to support a musician in there i completely agree um i think like coffee shops bars restaurants i think are probably all going to have the same sort of effect because they're really designed for social interactions i think that bars are going to be a little bit like they're not going to suffer as bad as like small coffee shops, but I don't know how many bars are going to actually be hiring. A lot of my friends, I don't usually, I don't really play bars because my dad's a deacon and that wouldn't go over well. <laughs> but um, like what I've noticed is my friends who play bars have already like, you know, got new shows lined up, um, like small shows. And I don't see any of my friends playing any coffee shops especially because a lot of the places that I've where I've played before I um, follow them on Instagram and they're like please come and order a coffee to go support small businesses so that we can continue serving you and um, kind of acting like they don't really have a lot of business because I don't feel like they're top priority over like I can go through the drive-thru at Starbucks kind of thing and so whenever people start going back to places like that I don't feel like people are going to go sit together in a coffee shop to listen to a musician so and also I don't know how much money they're going to have to like want to pay musicians so I'm not really sure how that's going to affect musicians financially if we can't play in smaller venues like that that do pay on weekends I wonder if there might be something though where people do like a drive-in type of concert I think that would be a great idea one of my fans on Twitter um mentioned that and um i thought that was a really good idea and something to look into but i'm not sure how that's gonna gonna work i know like churches are doing drive-in services and stuff so that it would be interesting to see how that gets implemented into performing 
whenever people are a little bit more willing to go outside. Yeah, I mean, I think if everyone's confined to their own vehicle, then it might be sort of something that is more doable. But it's like you say that it's just going to be interesting, isn't it? Just to sort of see what does happen. So are you excited then for your new album? I am. I, I think it's the best one yet. So, well, I think so. I think it is because um, I just feel like it's lyrically yeah. stronger and covers a little bit more ground, more relatable, more mature. So what's your favorite song then on this one? Or can't you say yet? Oh, gosh. I, I, I don't know that okay. I can say That's it. Fair enough. I don't know. Okay, Jane, I think it's now time to bring on the guest. So, Shane Lamont, welcome. How are you? How's it going? Sorry, guys. I got a little uh, mixed up on all this here. I'm a little late, but I'm here. Yeah, busy with this, um, you know, new online uh, teaching thing. That, of course, I'm doing, and I'm, I'm a full-time teacher, so I'm delivering courses that way. And Yeah. And is it um, Canada? Is that where you're based? Yeah, I'm, I'm from northeast Alberta. And how are you coping up there with uh, the coronavirus and everything else that's going on in the world? Well, you know, here in our little town of like uh, maybe about 6,000 people of St. Paul, Alberta, it's, it's, uh, I think we've only had three cases maybe. So it's, uh, it's not too, too bad, but of course we're being careful and staying socially isolated and all that. So it's not too terrible. Shane, what have you, what are you working on at the moment with your music? Well, unfortunately, uh, not too, too much. Um, uh, like I said, it's been quite busy getting out. I do music lessons as well. So I've been busy doing sort of an online video program for that. And I've been working on that. And um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to jam with the band. So that's been kind of laying low a little bit. I, I practice in my basement a bit and been toying around with that. And I've done a couple of uh, um, like Facebook live shows and this and that. But um, yeah, it's a bit slow right now for sure. How are you finding the Facebook Live with the shows? Oh, it's pretty fun. You know, I mean, um, it's interesting to see some people uh, sign in and check out what you're doing. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's certainly not the same as a great live show. But uh, I guess for the time being, that's what we got to gotta deal with and it's uh, it gives me something to look forward to as far as playing and, and interacting with people and do you think you'll continue to do like facebook live shows even after sort of lockdown and everything yeah i believe so i think it's um you know um i've actually been doing a fair bit of of learning about you know music promo and all that and kind of a lot of what i've been learning is uh, kind of repeatedly telling you know, indie musicians that to, not to spend all your time just worrying about getting that next live show because, you know, uh, worry about building up your, your fan base and then, you know, book the right kind of show for you. So I've been kind of working on that. And I feel like if you could do some of the lives and get people interested in, and then maybe your live show would go better as well. With your online teaching, is that just music? Is that what you teach online? Um, well, I, like I have my full-time job as a teacher and we are, uh, you know, I teach art and music in that in that setting, like, you know, classroom style, okay. but I also teach music lessons after it used to be an after school program, but then that changed with the COVID thing. And so now I'm offering an online music lessons thing for um, bass, drums, guitar, and piano. So yeah, I've been uh, getting some people interested in that. And that's exciting. Definitely. I think the thing is now, I think all this stuff that's going on with Corona is more bearable by the fact that we've got the power of the internet and technology to be able to still socially engage with people but also still operate some form of business as well 
Well, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've kind of looked at it. Um, I've honestly looked at it as a bit of a time of reinvention. Like um, I plan even when we get back to a classroom to deliver my art classes and music classes um, using Google Classroom still, because I'm able to make these lessons and embed them. And then I don't have to Xerox and make a bunch of copies, you know, it saves paper, kids just sign it and they'll deliver their lessons that way as well, or deliver their work. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, I might go to this online music lessons program that just might change over into that, you know, there's certain benefits to it. Of course, you know, people can, they don't necessarily have to be at a per certain place for, you know, certain time. You don't have to line up schedules. Basically you get a video and you, you work on that and, uh, you know, it's kind of built up. It's, it's a whole system, right? So I, I look at it, the whole thing yeah. is, yeah. I mean, can you imagine without, without being able to online connect right now it would be something else, but uh, I definitely look at it as a time of growth and change and, and uh, hopefully we'll improve, you know, life when we're back to normal, you know. So can you have, like, anybody in the world access your sort of online teachings? Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, teaching kids for over 10 years. I've built a huge um, program with, uh, I use an online, uh, an online site called Noteflight for um, writing my charts and stuff. But, so basically I send videos that are, that are connected with charts and, uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously understand that there's there's tons of way to learn tons of ways to learn music on the internet i get that what i offer is a is a well-developed program that's consistent very well organized and it just it's very step by step and it's a mix of chords exercises you know um a mix a good mix of everything songs as well and uh, i think it's i think it's a pretty great program and i'm of course i'm building it all the time and improving it and pretty excited about it so if anybody wanted to join that um program how can they find it? Well, great question. Um, yeah, you could just go to my site, uh, shanelarman.com. There's a, there's a page on my site called Plans and Pricing, and you can go there and order the online uh, online music program. Probably best, though, to get a hold of me first, and we can chat about um, it's good for me to kind of know sort of what level the student is at, you know, whether they're just right beginner or a little farther down the line, and that I can kind of help tailor my program to that. So basically... You could email me as well at Shane at ShaneLarman.com, S-H-A-N-E-L-A-R-M-A-N-D.com. Yeah, love to hear from people. Oh, that's perfect. I teach guitar too, so um, I've been able to nice. keep in touch with my students and actually get to um, keep working and stuff while, while we're not able to have any shows. You know, that makes me think of another thing I've been kind of learning about, you know, as far as indie musicians go and... You know, we just released our single and it's it's been doing well and that's exciting. But one thing I one thing I've been kind of learning that's that I hope people could take out of this is that, you know, it seems like sometimes as indie musicians, we are always like, you know, we're looking for that next big break or we're hoping to get on that next big playlist or everything seems like a lucky lottery. But what I kind of feel like is, is what you're doing is like, you know what? keep in contact with your students, your people, and just build your people and, and build those awesome relationships. And I think your music will grow. And I think, I think we see that all the time, ain't eh, Jana, with our playlists we're on and all that. Exactly. And it all just comes down to supporting each other. Like when you find your group of people, that's whenever you can really just step in and support your fellow musicians and build a community that you can rely on because 
followers come and go some people just follow you and then unfollow you later and you know people might decide they don't like your your new work or something fans come and go but when you have a good community of people that really support you and want to continue being your your listener and your supporter that's when you have the best success with your music and a lot of that comes from just being a gracious musician that enjoys working with other people which I have found Mm -hmm. to be really great about working with you because like the first time you messaged and asked if I wanted to do a follow for follow on on uh YouTube I was like absolutely and um it was really encouraging for me to see that you know you're one of those people that enjoys supporting other musicians because you understand the value of community which I feel like a lot of people don't see when they're first starting out in music but when you have that tribe behind you it's a lot easier to get farther well absolutely you know I'm learning a lot about that and and um Heck, I even built this, uh, got into building some fan club packages on my website. And I wanted to I have one going on where I, I'm going to start putting out a uh, little bit of an indie musician, like almost promo education package every month. And uh, so it'd be kind of cool to get some people to check that out. Because, yeah, I feel like I got a lot of stuff to share. Like, um, I don't know, I just uh, I run into some people that kind of you're right, Gina, they don't it's they're kind of looking at it a little bit, a little bit sideways. They're not. Uh, not focusing on the important thing which is just what you said like yeah keep in touch with your people that are supportive and and build that and things grow all the time from that you know so yeah well you mentioned your new single i am a fan of starhawk so can you can we hear a little bit more about that sure yeah i feel like on the uh, awesome podcast you guys did for us which we were so excited about um it would have been great to be there to maybe answer a couple of questions it seemed you guys had um so yeah, uh, Starhawk, basically, so I guess the first thing was, of course, there was a little confusion about my website and, you know, you know, well, who am I, Shane Larman or Shane Larman and Raven Season, a bit of confusion there, but but definitely right now we are, you know, Shane Larman and Raven Season. There was, there was all sorts of, you know, discussion with the band about, you know, do we just change the band name? Do we just go as, as my name? Because I am the primary songwriter, but yeah. Um, in the end, we, we uh, struggled, of course, finding a band name, like who doesn't, right, mm-hmm. that we were all happy with and everybody was on board with. But in the end, I kind of uh, I kind of pulled rank a little bit and I just felt like I still had to have my name on the front of it because I um, basically I just had done so much work with promotion of my own first album on a solo career kind of kind of standpoint that, that I felt like it would be almost a waste to... to 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 change the name entirely and almost have to like reintroduce yourself to to the to the community so that's where we went with that um but yeah it is definitely shane larman and raven season my buddies randy pedleski and kevin bashon um we i had been doing a solo well not solo a duo thing with randy who's a percussionist um for a little while and we did a show together where we ran into kevin bashon and uh he wasn't playing at the time but he's told he said he got right into playing banjo and we're like dude we gotta get this guy to come jam with us and it took a little while to throw it all together but um yeah it's been that way for probably pushing a year now so with your sort of songwriting then do you have like a set process that you go through or does it kind of just vary from song to song uh yeah no not much of a process i mean um some songs you don't write themselves in 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 10 minutes and sometimes you're happier with a song like that than one that you've labored over for two years uh but it's um the big part of my process now, though, that's primary, that might not have existed in the past, is melody first. Melody, melody, melody. That's it. The lyrics can bend to that. Um, 
the ideas can change to that. The chords can change to that. But that song's got to sing, and it's got to catch your ear with its with its melody. It's got to be an interesting melody, and that's that's the thing for me. Um, I used to be very like you know you'd write a cool chord progression and you'd get connected and and almost a little bit stuck on that. But if it didn't really like like if you started from the guitar first and it didn't support the melody, then uh, then often I feel it might not have worked as well as it could sometimes now i'll take songs transform them there's a few songs off the first album i've already changed to a better melody that i'm happier with you know it's just uh i guess the process uh, uh yes it's not exactly a try I, I don't think as a, as a as a creative person and a songwriter you can you can only stick to one process if you do you're kind of digging yourself a hole a little bit i agree songwriting happens different every time and you can't put yourself in the box because that's what creativity is and that's what leads to your best songs is just letting yourself write honestly and then figure it out as you go like go back and edit if you want to like you said you change the melody later i i encourage songwriters especially people who are starting out in songwriting the first time you write something doesn't have to be the last time you visit it you can go back change things it can grow with you as you learn new writing styles you learn new rhythms you can go back and change things revisit old songbooks and look at stuff that you crossed out and um, never cross out everything just a line will suffice because you might want to reuse that lyric later well absolutely yeah i mean it's uh yeah it is a the process i think is that there is no process process on purpose i mean yeah i mean you know if i was uh, you know if i was neil young and i wrote a song that had you know 10 million streams or whatever yeah you might not want to turn around and, and change that and i certainly am not going to change starhawk or any of our songs at this point that are you know getting doing a little bit better but and also because i'm happy with starhawk but but uh you know if a song is not singing to you and it doesn't uh, you know it doesn't it's not working right you gotta you gotta move it up you gotta mix it up you gotta change it and don't be afraid the changing is growth and it's good yeah so um that's a bit of my creative process um and uh yeah melody first we are we got a great new song we're hoping to record soon and follow up on starhawk and keep going with that um but of course everything got slowed down surprising we actually made a plan we were going to record two tracks we were going to have uh maybe produce a small little uh um like a like a vinyl b-side a-side b-side that's it and go on the road to bc like we did last year but of course, this is not going to be happening now because of the COVID situation. So we're just kind of waiting and holding back. And uh, I keep on building my playlists and uh, getting more people excited about what we're doing. Thank you for including me on the playlist. And absolutely glad to have you. And very helpful. I think so, yeah. I mean, uh, hey, there's a, there's a good tip for indie musicians. Make a daily stream playlist. Get your buddies on it. Get them to play it every day and then post a screenshot to your group chat. You'll build awesome community and everybody's streams will go up. And it's not only like personal help because your streams go up. It's like you just make friends. Like at first I was like, oh, that'll be great because um, I'll get to meet some people and I and I'll be able to get some more streams. And then I realized like how many people were so supportive on that playlist. And even if, you know, they don't stay on the playlist long, things come along that they have to handle um they've still been really supportive of each other i think it's been an, an, an excellent experience so thank you for hosting it oh no problem no problem i guess i guess i could plug that if anybody uh i've got a few playlists um indie musician folk pop rock 
and a uh, country one, of course, Roots, the one that Jane is on. And um, so if you think you've got some cool tunes and you want me to throw it on there, give me a shout on uh, on Twitter generally. I generally run these things out of Twitter. So, um, yeah, give me a DM on there and uh, and maybe I can add you in there. Is Twitter like your go-to social media for your promotion? You know, Facebook is old school, but it has its purposes, you know, mostly, you know, for promoting things like live shows and your shows and your events to your people, in the, especially in your area. It's handy. Um but yeah, Twitter, I just, I run into more musicians on there and I have good conversations through there most of the time. And that generally tends to be where I seem to run into the most fellow indie people. And, and I mean, Instagram is good too, but um, I think Instagram, of course, is more based on photos, right? So it's, I wouldn't say it's the, it's the best in my, in my opinion, you know, I mean, some people, there's, there's some musicians out there that have got just, you know, totally rocking Instagram pages. So, you know. That's just where I'm coming from. But I find connecting on Twitter has been the most convenient. It'd be interesting, Shane, to get your sort of thoughts on how you think the music industry will recover sort of post-COVID, as in in the terms of like concerts, gigging and that sort yeah, of thing. I mean, it's, uh, I mean I'm, I'm certain it should go back to, you know, it'll probably go back to live sports, live music, all that. I think it'll just be sort of a slow crawl getting there. Um, you know, as far as, as the music industry, you know, I have, like I was saying before, I have a little bit of mixed opinions on the whole. It seems like the music industry or the idea of it seems to feed that concept to musicians that, you know, you know, you're looking for your big break or if you can just get that right manager or that right record label. And I'm just honestly more and more not really believing in any of that. I just, I build my own um, community with my, my people and, and work from there. And I mean, I guess, I guess as a, as a, you know, a, an employed teacher i have the luxury of being able to uh, you know build this sort of slow build that way you know but um as far as moving forward live stuff and all that I, i'm sure we'll come out of this in time you know but uh, safely i hope i hope uh, i hope our uh, our countries and provinces and states and everything are uh, you know doing it properly and safely and everything but uh, um, how about jana any new uh, recordings on the way hopefully i um I had a project that I was working on. I started recording and then Corona stopped it. Yeah. So not really sure when I'll get to finish that, but I got a lot of new music coming out in a lot of different genres and directions. So very confused. Oh, I see. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I actually think the Corona thing is a good thing for musicians to go, you know, like, you know how they say how sometimes you step back from something and give it a little break and, and it can come back. You can come back to it more refreshed. I think that's a good thing. And um, I also think that perhaps um, indie people can sometimes be in almost too much of a rush to release too much. Um, you know, personally, I would prefer to release a track and then push it and work with that track and you know get out to the various stations get it on playlists work with that and and really push that gain fans each time and then then when you go to release the next one you just have that next better step up you know that's that's kind of what i think could be good another good thing about this uh, scenario that's true and i hear a lot of um industry professionals like on for live streams and stuff say you need to be releasing a new single every two weeks if you want to stay relevant. I don't really see how that's possible for an indie artist. And I don't really see how that's logical because it's just not standard. And 
it puts a little bit too much pressure for you know quantity over quality. You don't you don't take the time to make something that you're really proud of. You take the time to get something out there. Like you just want people to hear it. So um you know in my earlier um days of recording, like I was like, okay, I just need to get something out there so that I have a product. I have something tangible that people can see. I've been working and things, but like so many times I, I, when I list, like when I hear somebody say, Oh, I've been listening to this one. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I hear it again. I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like I've grown so much and now I have, um, you know, and it's good to have that growth documented, but in a, in a way I felt like maybe I should have like held off or kept working on that before I put it out there. So I feel like don't listen to people who tell you, you have to have things out like immediately release a lot of music it doesn't have to be perfect wait take your time make something you're really really proud of and even though you are going to grow your music is going to change and it is good to get stuff out there you do not need to release something every two weeks you do not need to put the pressure on yourself to have that much music out there put out something one at a time give it time send it to radio and let things just work out the way that they're supposed to you don't need to rush it absolutely and that makes me think of you know, that, what is that stay relevant? What, what is that? That, you know, that sounds like, you know what that sounds like to me, Jana, that sounds like music industry garbage. It's like, yeah. what is your concept of relevance? I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I'm just a little indie guy, so maybe I qualify for not being relevant, whatever. It honestly doesn't matter to me. You know, release your song, be proud of it, work with it. I mean, I'd like to, I, I was aiming for a good two to three month window of releases. But I mean, you know, I mean, everybody's in a different situation. Everybody has different financial situations about how much they can record. Some people are just doing it in their basement. Great. You know, that's that's not my jam. I've got a great guy I work with in Bonneville. And I, uh, you know, like what I said earlier about technology is great for me personally. It's like banging my head against a brick wall trying to try to fight with the recording technology while I'm all I want to do is go in there and just record what I do so that's me though I mean everybody has a different way but as far as this two-week hard rule or you're not relevant like get lost that's a that's nonsense I think just release your artistry and release your quality push that get supporters get your you know help your supporters basically you know be kind to each other and help each other out and and things will improve for everyone. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people have lost sight about why we do this. We don't make music because we want to be relevant or something. We make music because it's our, it's our purpose. It's our calling. And whenever we have a purpose and a calling, when we look at the music that we release, don't you want it to be something that you're really proud of? Don't you want it to be something that you feel will connect with other people, not just something that you came up with because you know you have to get something out in time. Like, I would rather my music say something to someone that really spoke to them that like, you know, helped them going through a hard time or something than to just put out anything and like, you know, something that will help me just stay relevant and get the vanity metrics. Like, take your time, make something that you're proud of and that other people will be able to connect with because that's the, like, people won't really remember how many views you had you know, years yeah. down the road, but people will remember how you made them feel. Exactly. If you want to make something lasting, like make something that's going to last and make something that's going to make people feel something. Yeah. And two points on that. When I released my first album in 2018 and, you know, to me, I mean, it was, you know, I love it. Right. I love certain parts of the album. Certain parts of the album make me cringe. You know, I'm an artist, of course, you know, 
you're we're our own worst critics too but <laughs> when i released it um of course i knew very little about this promotion side of things and but i was releasing it in a hurry because i was um i had won a contest the uh, a canadian contest up here for um the 2018 sunrise records local artist contest i, I had won second place in that and it was a voting thing and I had all my buddies on Facebook voting for me. And we did really well for a guy from a little small town. We were beat out by, by a rap artist from, uh, from BC, but uh, you know, so anyway, we won this um, package that include getting the album distributed to all of their stores in Western Canada. So of course the album was rushed on account of that, right? It was like, Oh geez, we got to get this out and you know, we got to get this produced and ready and recorded and everything. Right. So so it's definitely rushed. Um, and now what I'm happy about with what, what we're doing now is like the first album also was me as a songwriter with a bunch of friends that would kind of sub in on various tracks. And my drummer, Randy, who's playing with me now, you know, he, he, st- he was mostly on that album as well, but it, it was much more loose and uh, the arrangement of the musicians and everything. So it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a wild process. Whereas now, you know, I'm really happy to, release a track with my guys that are in my band now and we you know i write the songs but the guys are great at you know there's little parts they'll add there's little um, you know they might like uh kevin had a great idea on a chord change for the solo section and you know he's playing the solo so hey go for it you know and and um it's great to have that feedback it's great to be able to release music and they they don't like to rush it. They want to have their say as we sit in the studio and we work through parts. And you know they're great at saying, "Hey, you know, eesh, that sounded pretty good, but I think we could do better." And and you know it's 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 gold when you can find guys that'll help you work through stuff like that. And they 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 can critique you in such a way that builds you up instead of knocking you down. And and. At the end of it, what I'm trying to say is that create the right sound together with the right people at the right time, and and then your style will grow and it'll stay consistent, and you'll uh, you'll be happier with the growth overall. Do you sell any sort of merchandise? Of course, just kind of. Uh, we released a new little. Well, I was you know, I was releasing a new banner sort of print. I'm an artist as well, a visual artist, and uh, I do these sort of line art. Um, really fine point sharpie drawings of various animals if you see any of my album covers that's that's my art so we have you know of course uh, t-shirts hanging around from the past and this and that but we're about to get a new uh, get going on the uh, new t-shirt for the band and get moving with that of course i haven't really uh, pushed that side of it yet because of course we don't really have much for live shows upcoming so and usually that's where that stuff kind of goes. But um, there is a there is a gallery on my website if you're interested in my art, you can check that out. Um, yeah, you do a lot, Shane. Yeah, I keep myself popping, Jamie. Jana, I mean, I just, I just, uh, I've, I've drawn since I was a kid, and 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 here's sort of an interesting story that might kind of. Uh, be an opposite of what I was saying, but when I was in that mad rush to release an album and I had to release a little EP before that to them, I was, uh, you know, struggling with that. Oh, what do I do for album cover art? Hey, what do I do? And uh, I had just been kind of kicking around some ideas and I started drawing this, this bison and uh, I didn't want it to be a realistic bison. I, I wanted it to be, you know, something different than that. And so I just started playing around with this idea of adding a bunch of shapes for all the various little shadowy areas. 
then I started filling in these line designs and it really was kind of accidental, but it, it was my, uh, my first image like that. And then I thought, Oh, this is cool. I think I found a sort of a style here I can work with, you know? And, uh, yeah. So that was the beginning of that. And ever since I've been kind of using them for my album cover art, I, I personally feel that the branding should be sort of consistent. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do at least. But you had, a dinner party, and you could invite anybody, any celebrities you wanted. Who would you invite? <laughs> nice. That's an awesome question. Neil Young. Neil Pert. I, I refuse to accept that he died. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm that way about Prince. I refuse to I refuse to accept that Prince died. <laughs> Prince, no, I said uh, Neil Pert, the drummer from Rush. Oh, no, I, I know. Right, I was right, saying that me too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, about Neil Prince. Young, Neil Pert. Let me think celebrities why why do you you know sometimes you just sort of draw blanks when these kind of questions are presented to you my lord there's like uh there's like so many john fogarty interesting people i'm drawing a blank jana but it's got to be old neil young i mean steamroller dreams was written for him and i just i just love to talk to the guy he seems like such a character and it's so interesting because out here in alberta he's kind of hated a little bit by a lot of people because yeah he made comments about you know he doesn't like the oil sands right and you know neil young's been making sort of inflammatory political comments you know his whole career and to that i say well you know we live in a free country everybody can say what they feel about stuff you know it's but some people it hits a little too close to home around here so they get upset about it you know not me though i love him i would and i would invite david crosby to my party so if we combine parties maybe we can get david crosby and neil young to talk i got to some crazy again. sort of crazy stories related to those guys too check this out i may start rambling here apologies but uh, um i worked and you guys are gonna laugh at this i lived in ontario for about two years and for two summers i worked at a place called pucks farm which is a petting zoo and i was a singing cowboy the guy who ran that farm was this old 60s hippie guy he was awesome dude and he and he tells me that he um told me all these stories that he for a long time was the first manager of buffalo springfield yeah and at one point he apparently the guys were having dinner or coffee somewhere and somebody stole David Crosby's fur coat. And he had to run and catch the guy and get his fur coat back. Now, at the time, I was like, you know, um, skeptical of these stories. Because he had even, a, when I was working at the farm at one point, he had heard that Neil Young was either touring through Ontario or something. He was going to try to set up a way for me to meet him. And I was just like, what? But, of course, that didn't pan out. So I was just like, you know, I was skeptical about it. And then I read, I read Neil's um neil's uh auto- autobiography and uh he mentioned this guy in there just blew my mind i'm like yeah it was real that's Crazy. amazing so yeah that's a that's a little story around david crosby and neil young those guys eh? <laughs> i love david crosby i want to get a gibson sj200 because it has a mustache nice. and I oh you know what my story's wrong i better fact check that of course david crosby wasn't in buffalo springfield it was stephen stills fur coat that that he had to yeah, that was Steven Stills. Crosby Stills and Nash is one of my absolute yeah, favorite bands of all time. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. Insane. Yeah, they're awesome. They sure created the sound. Those guys. Hey, I can't wait. You're gonna like the next recording, Jana. We got we got some harmonies coming your way, big time. Oh, I'm stoked. Sweet. All right, it's Ooh. gonna be great. Let's do it. I think you two should do a duo. I just you know I'm down. my only problem with that is is the technological. I don't know how to. <laughs> you know how to see that was literally what i was thinking because 
I'm so bad at computers and I know that that's so dumb because I'm supposed to be good. No. <laughs> but I would make it work. I would figure it out we gotta and do I would it. make it work. Or maybe get you to guest sing in one of our tracks with the band or something. And yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, either way. Yeah, it would be sweet to have your radiant voice on one of our recordings. That would be amazing. Well, thank you. And I would love to be. I mean, I think that'd be awesome. So yes, definitely. Okay, I'll and Hawk, Let's make what, this happen. Uh, what would be maybe a cool track or, or I don't know, or you can, uh, maybe you got some ideas. Let's, uh, let's throw them around. Good idea, Matt. Okay, cool. Yes, thanks, Matt. It could, some could be go. called It All Started on a Podcast. <laughs> Working <laughs> title. Jada, that's like a knife sorry, through Matt. my heart. Yeah, great ideas. Well, it was well, great to have again, you on the podcast. Uh, totally appreciate being here. No problem. It's been fantastic talking and to you. And best of luck with your new music. And I can't wait to hear these harmonies. And hopefully we can let's do it. collaborate on something soon. So, also a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week thank you so much for joining us for that and we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts hope you can join us next week for another episode of the unsigned chat podcast but until then have a great week (laughs) 